Susie, I was from Philly, but they got rid of me, so I'm going with the Giants. <laughs> well, let's see if the Giants win there in first. If the Eagles win there in first, we, uh, that's not real. That was real. He even <laughs> did. He even did the lean. Oh, that's so. I great. promise you, he even did the lean. That's so great. I want to go back and look that up on YouTube. I'll play it again. <laughs> <laughs> My just because he's reached the age, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't think he ever did, really. Hell, Satan and his many minions. It's uh, episode twenty-seven of Pillow Fucking Fort Radio. I'm here for Jesus. Oh, oh. Well, we have one person here for Jesus. Right. I'm here for Vishnu. Vishnu. Okay. okay. All right. I'm Dutch Underwood here with uh, the the uh, every black guy I've ever known said Dutch Underwood always up to no good. <laughs> right on. <laughs> every black friend I've ever had, both of them. Uh, <laughs> Let's get ready to say how many is that. <laughs> no. I was gonna say every black friend I've ever had has always said Andy. Fuck that cracker. <laughs> As you've just heard, Andy you Frampton friend, is Jan. back. He's back, and he's better than ever. The, I don't know about that second part, but I mean... The beard's on fleek, wearing is. a Batman shirt. Batman. Batman. He's the Batman to my Superman. I am the Batman. Usually Chuck wears the Superman shirts, and Chucky Tater Sacks is here. Well, thanks for that uh, that half-assed... Oh, I'm sorry. Usually- it's oh Chucky Tater Sacks over there. <laughs> thanks for that rousing intro. <laughs> I'm usually a focal point. I'm excited. We got to get into it. Focal point to afterthought. That's pretty good. Well, Aaron and Elena are here. Uh, you should be very excited. You really should because I know this broadcast is going to go very well because we're all, you know, for lack of a better term, we're all, you know, pumped. Attitudes are up on high because later tonight we're going to get to watch some good old fashioned wrestling. Inside a steel cage. Oh my god. He's sending him straight to hell. <laughs> Somebody stop this match. Oh, my God. These two men are stepping into Satan's playground, Jerry. <laughs> that's, that's really something that's been said numerous not, times on wrestling, possible, by the way. By good old JR, I'm sure. Not possible for JR to oversell a match. He can no. oversell anything. There's uh, I went to WrestleMania 25. Oh. Uh, it was awesome. Completely awesome. Uh, and it was Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. It's the first time they had faced off at WrestleMania, you know, trying to take down the Undertaker's streak. Um, the match was so good that 81,000 people became 10 year old children. <laughs> like, yeah. for 25, 30 minutes, however long that match went, um, we all believed it was real again. That's cool. And it, it was really great. Great storytelling. Two of the all time greats in wrestling putting didn't, on. Didn't Michael get really hurt in that match? Uh, he screwed his back up real bad, but Undertaker got a concussion because he dove over the top rope to the floor, and instead of hitting Shawn Michaels, the deal was Shawn Michaels was going to pull the cam- a cameraman in front of him and block it. <laughs> and the problem was, I guess Shawn Michaels was supposed to pull a cameraman for the left, but he wasn't on the left. He was on the right, so Undertaker face-planted the camera as they were going down. <laughs> oh, damn. And I can remember, we were on the other side of the ring from it. You know, We couldn't see Undertaker standing up, and the ref got to like seven, and I was like, Holy shit, he's really hurt. And this is going to screw up an entire thing. Like, he's not going to make it back in the ring in time. And the ref can't be like, 
Not in a corner. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's like the ref's gonna have to count him out. Not in seven eighths. Yeah, it's like it's gonna screw up the finish of this match. But uh, send out Norman Smiley for God's sake, <laughs> Lord, get the big wiggle in there. <laughs> Where the hell's Barry Horowitz? <laughs> I heard Owen Hart's ready to drop in. Oh, oh, oh! Number one with a bullet, like Chris Benoit's career. Oh. Ah, he didn't shoot his kid. He choked him out. Oh, he was supposed to tap. Fuck, what was the crippler going to do? Oh, the audience is on your side <laughs> with that. We have a weird audience this we week. We do. Never <laughs> die. But um, the, the, the Undertaker-Shawn Michaels match was so good, I refuse to watch it on tape now. Like, I want it to always be the way it was. The right. Way, so, and, and a couple of friends of mine, like, are just come watch the video and hear the commentary. The commentary is crazy. And I'm like, no. And finally, my buddy Jeremy told me that he doesn't remember where it is in the match, but something happens. And Jim Ross screams, oh, my God, I just had an out-of-body experience. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy's like... And that's the most ludicrous thing you could fucking say during a wrestling match. But at the time, it made complete sense. I was like, this is why I don't want to watch it on tape. There's a guy at work, man. And we were going through, um, we were discussing wrestling today. And met his favorite wrestler, inexplicably. The Gobble Gooker. No. Cowboy Bob Backlund. What? Cowboy Bob, you mean Bob Orton? Yeah. Whatever. Bob Backlund was the one that went nuts and started chicken winging people in the crowd. <laughs> he we said he loved Bob Backlund. He, and I was just like, why? He's like, I don't know. He's from Texas. Mets from Texas. <laughs> Big old black guy from Texas. There's so many wrestlers from Texas and that's who he picks. <laughs> like literally half the you professional wrestlers are from You couldn't Texas. pick a Von Eric for fuck's sake? Yeah. Well, they're all dead. Except for, <laughs> except for, except for one of them. I don't know which. It's one. Of, it was it the one that never wore shoes. Might he annoyed been. me. Might have been. I, I know uh, the, the one that pl- the, the one that became the Texas Tornado. I know he's Carrie. gone. That's Carrie. Yeah, he's gone. I always thought he was the under not the Undertaker, but the Ultimate Warrior. A lot of people thought that, and uh, I always think that's funny because this is ridiculous as the Ultimate Warrior was. He never did a clothesline by spinning in three fucking circles before he hit you <laughs> because his gimmick was he was a form of weather. <laughs> He should have joined up with the earthquake and the, and the typhoon. typhoon. Yeah, the real natural disasters. <laughs> we were discussing Tell that the what, other day. You put now, on 250 more pounds, Carrie. You can get in this club. <laughs> now, we were talking about that because we watched a match with Earthquake yeah, the other day. We watched a few. And he was like a wrestling nerd who was just immense yeah. and got his dream to be able to go and wrestle. <laughs> He was terrible. There was, there literally had to be a point when he got picked up by the WWF, you know, at the time, not E at the time. There literally had to be a point where like he went home and ran into his cousin's mother's basement where his friends were and went, Oh my God, guys, you'll never believe it. And they put down their Star Wars toys and said, What? What happened? Wasn't he the one like, uh, they were in Huntington and they pulled a guy out of the crowd to see if, uh, Somebody could do a push up with him sitting on their back, and he did like a ass plop on him. And then that he- I do not know. I've never heard of that. I would not put it past him. He was like wearing overalls and shit. Then he comes out two weeks later, and he's the earthquake, right? But we were talking about see wrestling in that era, and it had, it was really it wasn't dead in the steroid era, but it was like at the tail end of it, where right. guys were really jacked up on him, like right. 
you were either that guy or you were some huge fat guy who looked like he never touched a weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but there were guys who were like, uh, like I, I brought up a tugboat. He's one of them. He was just a fucking beast. He was enormous. Was a brute. T- tugboat was, you know, letter typhoon, of course. Uh, tugboat, tugboot, tugboot. Uh, Canadian. Canadian. Canadian Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new character. <laughs> Canadian Andy. Come on, yeah. Canadian Andy. He's so much more polite, but he's still aggressive. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face, please. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face, please. I don't know what this is all about. Um, tugboat was a big guy like that, but there were times, like, I remember that Tugboat and Hogan got into it for like, those are like a, a period of like a month and a half where Tugboat and Hogan were like, really going at each other. They were both good guys, yeah. but they had just gotten on each other's nerves because mistakes had happened. Like, <laughs> right. like Greg the Hammer Valentine <laughs> pushed Tugboat into Hulk Hogan. How do you Hulk push Hogan. Tugboat for one well, thing? He weighed 400 pounds. Yeah, and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Nice. Yeah. yeah, 400 <laughs> is being nice. But he wasn't really that fat. But I will say, Tugboat, though, if you looked, there were times where you would see him, of course, as the weight fluctuated, you know, being on the road and all that. Yeah. Um, but he was insanely, you know, massive in the chest. Yeah. Like Earthquake, you know, they were like the two different types of fat guy body type. Earthquake <laughs> was just a big fat guy. But, you know, same was like Yokozuna. There was no muscle tone. He was just incredibly fat. But he was a sumo wrestler gimmick, so it didn't matter. Right. But uh Tugboat, you could tell, was just one of those guys that, yeah, he probably lifted a lot, but he ate a lot, and he didn't give a shit about anything other than just lifting heavy things. Right. <laughs> well, it's like... um there's another guy who was like that. Uh, X-Pac? Uh, yeah, he was, he was huge. Actually, no. Excuse me, excuse me. The one, two, three kid. <laughs> no, um, like, uh, man, who was that guy? Mantar. Man Mountain Rock. Dino Bravo. <laughs> no. Bastion Dino Butler. Bravo was a fucking beast. D- Dino Bravo. And Adrian he was Adonis was a strong. monster for a little bit. and then Well, Roy, then he got off the roids. He got off he, the juice, and yeah. son, that gut came up in like a week. Yeah, <laughs> no, he was, He's one of those guys who he was never really built b- before, but then he took the roids like a lot and got yeah. really big, and then his body just couldn't accept it. Yeah. Um, but it was – no, Big John Stud. That motherfucker yeah. was enormous. Like he was just like his hands – and uh, another, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh yeah! If he punched you in a bar, you were dead. He would kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got hands I, like skillets. Yeah, I, I have, I've hung out with Jim Duggan on a number of times from doing independent shows. Really? Yeah, he's and he's a really cool dude, and he's a pothead. Oh, is he? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Good. Yeah. Um, he, God, I like him even better now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but ho. Every time he exhales, <laughs> yeah. ho. But the, the, there, there have been times like we've been out, you know, and like. They'll go to all the boys go to the bar after the show. Duggan's just sitting over off to himself, and I like I'll just catch him like before he comes over and gets into conversation. And I'm like, I bet back in the day when they were all wild and like coked up and shit, I bet Duggan was just in there like three point stance tackling people, <laughs> <laughs> just like it's like oh we can't stay in this bar anymore. Duggan's losing his fucking mind. <laughs> was he a part of that? Getting uh, what, coked up and I don't know if he did. Uh, that's See, never come up in conversation. Him and the nasty boys would probably just clean house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is that, uh, you know, that they say some of the people you thought you'd think would party didn't. Like, Animal was not a partier. Right. Animal would go back to the room and go to sleep. Right. Hawk was a partier. Yeah. yeah. And Animal would be like, dude, we got a fucking match tomorrow. We got to be, be like, like oh, I'll, be, yeah. Yeah. I'll be fine. Well, <laughs> it'll well, be fine. I want to get fucked up. <laughs> I've got 10 whores one here. Of my, one of my favorite things, uh, 
I heard Rowdy Roddy Piper in an in a interview, and he said uh, he was asked. He said, "Who's the best and who's the worst to go party with?" You know, back in the day, and he said the answer to that question is the same person. It's Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Well, why is Ric Flair so good but so bad to go party with?" He said, "Here's the deal." He said, "Rick loves a good time, and Rick wants to make sure everybody else is having a good time too." He said, "So everybody goes out, and you know, it's drinks and girls and and and." And craziness and everything. He said, but here's the problem. Once Rick gets to a certain point, some of his, his reasoning goes away. He said, so I've literally walked up to a bar before and Rick will walk up right with me and I'll stand there to get a drink and they'll say, Hey, Ric Flair, what do you want to drink? And Ric Flair will lean back and go, 99 kamikazes. And because the because he's Ric Flair, the bartenders will start making ninety nine kamikazes. Yes, Nature Boy, and they'll just start handing them out. Well, the problem is somebody's got to fucking pay for those things. He said, "Guess who's still standing at the bar once Rick's already found a few girls and wandered off?" He said, "Next thing you know, Roddy Piper's credit card is getting pulled out and declined because Roddy Piper can't afford ninety nine kamikazes." <laughs> kamikaze, such a white trash drink too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Let's listen to that fart again, you guys. You can, yeah, let's hear that fart. You can even look at the so reaction. <laughs> let's see if the Giants win there in first, if the Eagles Carter. win there in first. All he does is catch touchdowns and smell Mike Ditka's farts. That's right. That's his entire life in a nutshell. <laughs> TDs and farts. Thank God it's not STDs and farts, because that's like mine. <laughs> Catch STDs and fart. That's all I do. <laughs> I treat them like Pokemon. I'm gonna catch them all. So um, Chuck just over no selling me on the STD. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, he's just like, nope. My phone's more important. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's phone boning. Phone boning. I am not. Are you being a vague booker? <laughs> vague booker. What is that? Yeah, I had to find that out uh, last week. So is that when somebody posts like an intentionally vague status, like "Please pay for me," but they don't give you any? Uh... No, it's 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 one of those like uh um. Oh, you think you're bad now? Wait till I catch you out. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm coming for you. And then, like, people click like because maybe they've seen you fight before, and they're like, "Oh, somebody's gonna get fucked up." But then, like, five people click like, and then that sixth person is like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> and you don't respond to it. You're just like, "Oh, don't worry about it. You'll know when it happens." Like, no, this is like the fight against diabetes. It's never gonna be won. Shut the fuck up. Are you gonna be on the news? Like, what's the fuck's going on? Like, who are you talking to? You talking to your neighbor? Are you talking to Obama? Like, what the fuck happened? Oh yeah, Obama can't get enough grief for mispronouncing a goddamn word. Two doors, two doors, two doors biscuits. Two uh, doors. Although he did say that uh, prescription drugs are the gateway drugs, and I, I said that a few weeks ago. So I'm glad that the president listens. Yeah, to our show. That's yeah. good. Yeah, my awesome. favorite, my favorite thing of that speech was he showed up and he went, "Hello, West Virginia, go Mountaineers." I think I might get a two doors biscuit. Everybody lashed onto the two doors thing. <laughs> I know, but the thing, the thing that I took away from it was he said, go Mountaineers. And I was like, Oh, he's going to say go herd next. Nope. And, then he, <laughs> and, then he, and then he didn't. And then that night I went to an open mic in Huntington and literally one of the comments from Huntington is seething over it. <laughs> he was just so fucking mad that Obama didn't mention Marshall. I'm like, look, dude. It's with any state, you say the most popular college. If you go to Texas, you say go Longhorns. You don't give a shit about Texas Tech. It's well, like the SMU. Is, no, yeah. but see, there's so many schools in Texas that are 
big football schools. Yeah, but that's I mean? the thing, though. But like the Longhorns, because it's Texas. But which do you know? Which uh, now, if you go to SMU's campus, you don't say go Longhorns unless you're just trying to be the heel. Right, of course, oh, but, I will. I'll heal. But I don't know which Texas is so big. What? Where is Texas? Where is Texas? U at? Where's U U T? Austin. Austin. It's in okay. Austin. So the then, Austin surrounding area, of course, are, are Longhorn yeah. fans. And I'm I'm assuming because it's the University of Texas that throughout the state you're going to have Texas fans. And that's what I mean. If once a university has like the West Virginia University, Texas University, Oklahoma, Maryland, when you've got the state name, you're more likely to have statewide fans instead of just you know that's the thing with Marshall. Marshall is predominantly the Huntington group. I mean, hell, the Marshall fan base doesn't even take over in other parts of southern West Virginia. I worked in Beckley for three and a half years, and it's all Mountaineer country down they there. They don't even fill up their stadium. Yeah. They, God they bless them. Yeah. They, I mean, uh, what's crazy is they do when they play West Virginia yeah. because a ton of WVU fans show up. Yeah. And I like Marshall. Like, I do too. The, I like the, Marshall. The only time I root against Marshall is when we're playing them in football. Yeah. When we play them in basketball, I'm like, let the better team win because I love watching this. Well, but I mean, I, when I lived out of state, I had the luxury of being able to like both. Right. And, but what a lot of Marshall fans can't accept. And this is something that even they called me on was when Geno Smith and them came back and beat them. And they had them that year. They really mm-hmm. did. Yeah, Marshall's had some good had teams and, um, I said, well, you don't understand conferences. These are people who aren't college football fans. They don't right. understand the conference thing. They said, right. well, they're the same size school. I was like, no, not the same size school. They're, the, they're in the same league. I was like, no, they're really not. No. I was like, they might, they might be in the same level of ball, but that doesn't mean they're the same. No. F- kind of caliber of football. Yeah. I was like, WVU is not the caliber of football of Ohio State or Michigan or, you no. know, I mean, they are, but they aren't. A good right. West Virginia team is just as good as they are. Yeah. So better. You know what I mean? But like a bad West Virginia team is like in, the, in the toilet. Much yeah. like the one yeah. we have this year. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> it looks so good against those Nancys that we played earlier in well, the season. Well, I mean, but – And, we, I, I and really, we've had flashes of greatness against the other teams. It's like, yeah, the, the, the first half against Oklahoma, I was like, okay, we're not doing that bad. And then it was like, oh, it's 68 to – 20, okay, fuck y'all. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, we should have won. I think Oklahoma State might be. No, Baylor. Baylor, we they beat the fuck out of us. Yeah, but Baylor kicked the shit out of us. Yeah, Baylor did beat the shit out of us. Um, I'm going up to the Texas Tech game, and the only thing that I'm happy about with that is the fact that, I don't know if you guys know this or not, a college town is full of whores. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Chock full. Chock full. I don't give a damn how many. I don't give a damn how many times. If it's a cookie, it's mostly chocolate. That's right. (laughs) That's racist. Chuck. I don't Come give on. a shit how many times the football team scores. I'm just trying to get me to score twice. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you mean by scoring? Is that just getting a girl to talk to you? Possibly have a baby. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing, I'll be 33 Tuesday, and my favorite thing. Happy to do early right, birthday. Hey. Thank you. Uh, my favorite thing to do right now is like when I'm out and I see like a 22 or 23-year-old college girl. You know, I know she's either like she's weeks away from getting out of college or maybe she's got one more year you never know depending on what she's doing she's going to be a doctor she's got like 14 more years (laughs) before she can you know tap a knee with a little rubber hammer (laughs) Ooh, that's our thrust there yeah they're really good at that though they get the spot every time every every time Um, it's years of practice honing those skills you have to go visit Rajah Ghul he's going to teach you how to use (laughs) back to the Lazarus pool with you (laughs) Cecilia 
We're going to get into that in a second. Andy's total commitment to comic book nerdism. Oh, yes, we sick. are. Yes, we are. I'm excited. Woo. Fandoms. His fandoms oh, are man, insane. Oh, man, I about fought 5,000 people. Uh, was it because of all the Joker and Holy Quinn? No, no. We, like I said, we, we, we'll get to it in just a second. Um, but like, I, I like to see like a 23-year-old girl. She's 10 years younger than me now and everything and walking around. I'm like, good Lord, I'd love to just ruin her life. Yeah. Just, just saddle but, her with a baby. Just Yeah, just a saddle. A baby that comes out bearded. <laughs> and loud. Just, hey! A loud bearded baby. Like, it doesn't matter how many rooms between your bedroom and that kid's bedroom at four in the morning you hear, <laughs> Get in here and love me. <laughs> Need some titty. Just like, because that's that's really what I look at it now. It's like when a girl's younger than me, I'm just going to saddle you with a kid that I'm not going to take care of. <laughs> and like once a month, I'm going to send you fifty dollars in green stamps, <laughs> green a Walmart stamp. gift card. <laughs> no Hills gift cards. I'm, gonna, I'm putting an effort in just because the post office didn't get it there before it expired. It's not my problem, Barbara. <laughs> From 1987. What's <laughs> Barbara. Is this a Montgomery Ward chart? <laughs> There's not even a fucking hex the fuck anymore. What am I going to do with this? What is this hex? Where the hell is that? This is a gift giving for just Robux. You understand that? I have to go to they South Dakota to go to Ames. <laughs> Robux hasn't been independent since 1932. And you also gave me a Rax gift card. <laughs> hey, there's one in Ironton. I know there is. I think there's still one in Morgantown, but I'm not. Is this a gift sure. card just for McDonald's pizza? <laughs> I can't feed this kid on this. Burger Chef. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how many defunct fast food restaurants we can get. <laughs> This this coupon good for all you can eat Hardy's fried chicken. Fuck you, Andy. <laughs> you. God, I hate your twins that I have been besaddled with for the last seven years of agony. Good Lord, if I could only have found an angry skinhead with steel toes the night I met you. Just kick me right in the stomach after you inadvertently went goodbye. All right, peace. Well, I've done my job. And you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Your mission, if you choose to accept it, raise my baby without ever seeing me. You guys remember Hardy's Fried Chicken? Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. It was fucking good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yes, good. It was. A little bit salty, but I mean, wasn't bad. Got an angry dog underneath me. You insulted Hardy's Fried Chicken. I mean. <laughs> hey! My, uh, my buddy's dad was a cop, and he'd go through at midnight, the Hardy's drive through there in Somersville, and he'd get like... 19 buckets or whatever they put them in barrels of chicken right and bring them home like a couple times a week so during training camp for football that's what we ate very healthy oh yeah (laughs) well uh, it's not not healthy but nothing nothing like running in the hot sun with a heart full of salt (laughs) (laughs) make sure you drink a gallon per bite (laughs) of (laughs) kool-aid I don't know if they did that to y'all. When we used to play in junior high, they would, they would, there would be one cooler full of water and one cooler full of Kool Aid because I don't know how smart y'all's football coaches are, but 
I'm pretty sure at least one of mine thought Gatorade was just fucking Kool-Aid because it was colored. (laughs) It's green, it's orange, it's blue, it's purple. Yeah, we've made this stuff for years. I'm not spending all that money. They'd feed feed us a big spaghetti dinner before the game. Oh, God. Shitty school spaghetti. Oh, that that was awful. Overcooked and shitty fucking... Just mush. Cut-rate hamburger. I can can remember uh, before homecoming one year, it was was 10th grade. It was the last year I played. there was extra Salisbury steak and mashed potatoes. <laughs> and so, like, we got to stay in the uh, cafeteria, and we could eat all we wanted. And, like, they put it on the salad bar and just pushed it out in the middle. Kind of like, how about you fucking animals? <laughs> you remember at Jurassic Park when they lowered the cow into the raptor pit? <laughs> that was... Like, he was like, all right, boys, they're going to bring it out here. Then once they're gone, you can just get whatever you want. And like the two little old ladies had to scurry away. <laughs> they got punched. Yeah. Ah! We, we were sitting in there like they, they were loading stuff up and like trying to make the salad bar be hot instead of cold. And we were out there like banging on the fucking tables with the trays. <laughs> It was like Oliver Twist on steroids. It's like, you're bullshit. There's no more. <laughs> we stopped at Ponderosa. Oh, time. man. And you know how Ponderosa had those little wings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like one of our linemen decided to just see how many wings he could eat. While Jesus. We were there, and he had like a giant pile of fucking wings. He did not play well that game. I bet he didn't. Three sacks. <laughs> That's uh. Yeah, well, I mean, that, they put us all, and that was ho- the the day of homecoming. They were like, yeah, get fueled up on carbs. And it's, Well, I mean, that is, if you eat it. But it's school far, carbs. Well, okay. Just, just be you reasonable. Eat, but if you eat it far enough ahead of the game, it is beneficial. Like, protein will not help you. Oh, well, I, I don't know where the fuck uh, logic uh, for nutrition was this day because we played like shit. Well, <laughs> and thank God we were playing the worst team of the year on homecoming, you know, which is the trend. Yeah. We, we won like 14 to nothing. We were out there like I could have took a nap <laughs> while I was on the line. Like if like if my boy Tommy would have just leaned over a little, I'd have been like, eh, they're not getting past us. It doesn't matter. Every time you go down your stand, it's like, <clears throat> yeah. Se- several people puked on the sideline. <laughs> no, well, there was a guy who we played with, and it was two a day practices in fucking August. Yeah, and you know that last part of August is like the weather gods it's, it's, are not giving up their grip it's on the horrible. It's horrible. Like the, the last ten days of August are like the like. It's like there's always a surplus of heat. <laughs> we got to get it all out of here. So it's, they it's, won't give us any more for next year. Yeah, it's like, we, it's like, come on down to Jim's crazy temperature emporium. <laughs> we got, Friends! Due to God oversight, we've got a horrible stock backstock of plus of uh, triple-digit temperatures. And we're passing the savings on to you. They got a wacky, waving inflatable <laughs> But it's on fire. <laughs> Is an actual guy that they nailed down. No, um, it's it's like those commercials only go out to like Tasty Freeze and Dairy Queen. (laughs) You need to up your rice cream sales for the end of summer. (laughs) No, but they, um, this idiot went and got a fried chicken, Mm -hmm. like a whole fried chicken, and drank a gallon of milk. Oh, God. Oh, what the fuck is wrong with him? Came back to practice. Every time somebody hit him in the gut, he puked. He puked on himself and on them. And he thought it was funny. (laughs) During two a days, we would have like a, we stopped doing like the whole five hour break in between. So we'd have like a 90 minute break in between. We'd eat lunch, 
Uh, you need like a fucking banana and an apple, and that's it. Yeah, normal people, right? But some people just fucking hammer down. Hey, sit, let's get four. Then pieces. sit in their fucking air conditioned car for ninety minutes. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And then when you go out and try to warm up again, you immediately fucking start cramp. puking and yeah. cramp up. Yeah. And everything. We, we had an assistant. Uh, I wasn't. I had back surgery in tenth grade, so I didn't play anymore. But uh, in eleventh grade. Um, it was ungodly one day and I just came down there, you know, I'm still cool with everybody on the team and shit. And I was just hanging out and this kid had transferred from another school and uh, he was a senior and he was assisting and doing all the, tra- trying to get and he going to sports medicine and all that bullshit. And it was so hot. And he had this genius idea that he was going to go around and the players that were like, like he felt were struggling a little bit on the sidelines. He was going around with ice a bucket of ice water and shop towels and he would soak one and then just like come over and just lay it on the back of their neck i've never watched just 17 year old kids knees just buckle because that shock that's a nerve center man not ice and just (laughs) ice cold water and like we're standing in 102 degree heat and just kids just take their helmet off and they're trying to get a drink and then it's just like bam that was the that's outside of seeing somebody get tased that is the best involuntary <laughs> fall you'll ever see in your life. No, you were talking about stuff that people eat. I remember that Family Guy skit where he said, "This is worse than a fifties guys fifties guy fucking diet." He's uh, like, he's, "Make sure there's extra butter." And uh, he's like, "You want cigarettes with it?" Yeah. What do you think I am? Some kind of Nancy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nancy, it's good stuff. Love it. Um, Love it. Where were we going? Oh, we were, uh, Andy's, uh, total <laughs> commitment to fandoms. <laughs> okay. Uh, this past, uh, weekend, uh, I didn't do much Friday other than the competition. You know, went out and had a few beers. Um, comedy competition that I was in that we haven't explained yet and we'll get to later. Probably, maybe. I hope not because I'm still kind of mad about it. Um, Sour grapes over here. It is, but I'm not mad at anybody that was in it or anything like that. I'm just not going to talk about it because, you know, I'm, I've lost enough hair in my life already. Um, I went Saturday, yesterday, I went to uh, Columbus, Ohio out of nowhere. Like, just somebody's like, hey, I'm going up the road. You want to get in the car? I'm like, sure. Which is <laughs> I've like, got a, I've got which, candy. <laughs> which for kids, that's how rape happens. <laughs> Yeah, if you were seven years old, this is a completely different story, right. and you're telling well, it to a therapist. Well, yeah. this is a sidebar. Uh, he, he went, uh, what, two and a half hours one way for a crystal burger? Yeah, I, I, I will drive 164 miles one way for a crystal burger. It's, and I haven't for a while, and I feel I need to go back. So. Brand loyalty. It is. Fuck White Castle. You heard that here first, folks. Fuck White Castle. I will fuck White Castle. I will fight White Castle. That is like, like I'll be out there like on Family Guy outside of a McDonald's like Reagan. Tear down this wall. Hey, he'll get tired. Reagan sleepy. But uh, Chuck's just leaving right in the middle of your store. Yeah, Chuck's just dipping out. Just, yeah, I bet just he's getting di- a glass of milk. Just dipping out. You know, fried chicken while you're at it there. <laughs> Don't run too much in the heat. Um. We go to Columbus and we kind of stumble upon this big outdoor party, big Halloween party. And it's run by, I don't know if it's a bar, a company, whatever. It's highball is what they call it. Um, and I picked up, you know, like here in Charleston, we have the gas and the graffiti. Uh, they had a little, you know, city, uh, arts newspaper, I guess what you call it. And I picked it up and read about it and everything brought it home. Um, 
it's very pro uh, pro gay lifestyle and uh, alternative life and all that kind of shit, um, which we didn't know at first. And uh, uh, with a friend of mine who is uh, even in this day and age, he's still a little bit homophobic. <laughs> and, is he homophobic or a homochondriac? Uh, I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna say he's more of a homochondriac. Yeah. He he doesn't have a problem with gay people, but like he's he's one of those dudes because he works out, you know, and he takes pride in how he looks and everything. But he's one of those guys that he thinks like if he's around enough gay guys, one of them is just gonna, I guess, just gonna come over and start blowing him <laughs> in front of his friends or something. Hey, he's, stop that! And he's hey, he's cut it out. He's not gonna be able to explain it to his mom. He's gonna be like, <laughs> "Well, it was a fight because he put his we- my wiener in his mouth." And well, all right then. Did you enjoy it? Did you touch his head in a non-aggressive manner? <laughs> oh, you're gay. Sorry. At least for that few minutes. For those, that's those few minutes, you were gay. So, but uh, there's food trucks and you know trucks that have uh, serving drinks and all that kind of shit. And we walk down to where the majority of the crowd is. There's probably five thousand people out. It's uh, two streets blocked off down there in the arena district. And uh, there's a huge stage, and a band had just stopped playing. They were tearing down. And this guy comes out dressed like Batman, and uh, he goes, "All right, everybody, keep that energy going." And he's saying something, and he says, uh, "All right, the highball dancers are up next." And I'm standing there, you know, everybody's got a beer in their hand and shit, and uh, just kind of taking it all in. And he says, uh, "The highball dancers' theme this year is Batman." And uh, they go, they then there's a big video screen and like the old Adam West campy Batman, like pow and bang starts coming up, you know, and, the, and there's a voiceover and there's a guy doing a voiceover, but he's really feminine. And, I, and I, feet. Yeah. And, I, and like, I just, it's, it's me and my buddy and his girlfriend. And then another comic that I know, uh, had told us about it and she's hanging out with us. And, uh, Sheila, huh? Was it Sheila? No, no. Hey. Sheila's from here. Okay. Oh. Um, Oh, she. Yeah. It was a, it was a Morgan. Morgan told us about it. And then she goes down there with us and, you know, just hanging out and doing great. Morgan actually was supposed to be in the competition. Uh, yeah. Us. I saw that video yeah. she made. Yeah. Um, but, uh, she's standing off to my right. My buddy and his girlfriend are standing off to the left. And like the effeminate voiceover comes over. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is on the loose, blah, blah, and all this. And, and, and then like, it's going, and I turn, I looked at Morgan and Morgan just, she's like, you know, Hey, it's a good time. blah blah. <laughs> and then I turned to look at like my buddies and I was like, all right, look. And like right before it happened, I said, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. I said, I'm 99% sure this is about to be a drag show. But I said, yeah. no, no, it wasn't even that. No, it was it wasn't, it couldn't be that good. Fucking, they did that. <laughs> That new Macklemore song oh, that's out, uh, what is it, Downtown? Yeah, oh, Jesus. God. And it, it's a nine-minute song, and it just gets worse every minute. He's fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, man. I've never heard a single thing from him. I know it, who he is, though. You, he sucks. You know what the bad thing is, though? He's terrible, but the messages in his song are, are really good. Are really good, and it's like you don't want your kid to listen to it because he's so shitty. <laughs> But you want your kid to listen to it because his messages are all like, hey, we should all just get along and ride around on bicycles. It's like, yes, that'd be a great utopia for children. But uh, they start playing that. And I'm trying to explain really fast. I'm like, it's going to be a drag show, which is men dressed in women's clothing. And then I went, but Batman has predominantly male characters. So I bet it's going to be men dressed as women that are dressed as men. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be ridiculous. Were you all like, fucking yeah. 
Okay, at that moment I wasn't, but big spotlight hits and two guys come out and they've got the the striped white and black shirt on and like the the raccoon robber mask and the black toboggans <laughs> and they're like you know dancing and shit and like an eight foot tall guy comes out dressed as the Joker but dressed as a drag queen Joker big huge shoulder pads in the purple suit and everything and just starts just like breaking everything down and I and then I'm like yeah. Because <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. I, I'm in it for a good time. It's like fun is fun. Yeah, yeah, fun's fun. I don't give a fuck what they do behind closed doors. It's which some of these people should have done what they were doing behind closed doors because <laughs> we were still outside where like regular, but like people that weren't involved in the party could see some of these people, and I kind of felt bad. I was like, that's. I understand you live your life differently, but it's you're like, you're Ralph, almost it's like you're almost naked in the middle of town. It's you're wearing a sock, sir. Yeah, Ralph, Ralph Wiggum standing naked. <laughs> Ralph Wiggum. I like boys now. There's like thirty, like four thousand, five thousand people there, and just just for the record, like I put on Facebook, if there was four thousand people there, thirty five hundred of them were dressed up as Harley Quinn and the Joker, oh, God. <laughs> and ad nauseum, yeah, and and the majority of the girls that are dressed up as Harley Quinn are, you know, the the, the red and black offsetting costume, yeah, just the regular black. Some of them are wearing the hood, some of them aren't. There were two girls, two separate girls, that were dressed as Suicide Squad Harley. Nice. Like the new Harley? Yeah. Didn't yeah. she, isn't it Lent, uh, taking a lot from uh, Arkham, the Arkham games? Isn't it a very similar look? It, it is, yeah. but it's not. Like, she's wearing short shorts, you know, and like her, she's got the midriff open, but she's like, she's wearing like, it's, it's like an old school athletic jacket, like she's carrying oh, okay. a ball bat cool. and shit, you know. Um, it, you know, because Suicide Squad came along after they had done parts of uh, the Batman stuff where Harley got away from the Joker yeah. when her and Poison Ivy were teaming up and doing shit. So Suicide Squad Harley is like independent woman Harley, right. but she's still psychotically obsessed with the Joker. Yeah. Um, but both of them, as they would go by, I was like, good for you. It's like, that movie hasn't come out yet. We've got almost a year to, I was like, you're showing like you, you know about Harley Quinn. You're fans. You, you're a fan of Harley, or you're at least a fan of Batman and like branched out into things. You didn't just go throw the, the trendiest whore outfit on. <laughs> and because she, what what she did is, you say? I want to be that whore. <laughs> yeah, I want to be that whore. That's, that's what I want to do. Look at her. She's, she's so, she's so independent and she does things for her and her makeup is on fleek. I want to be that slut. <laughs> Mommy, when I grow up, can I be a whore too? Of course you can. It's in your DNA, honey. Yeah. I'll be upset if you're not. I'll be upset if you're not. Generation, hey, a first, a generation, a generational whore shaming. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> generational. Whore. Not to mention that, as I told Chuck, I was. I'll get back to the superheroes and shit in a minute. I was really surprised and pleased with how many wrestlers there were. Uh, Iron Sheik, Undertaker, two John Cena's. Um, Did the Iron Sheiks make anybody humble? No, but somebody, uh, he was walking past us talking about, uh, if I, he was in his regular voice, like the guys just said, if I had to be on commentary with Tony Schiavone, fuck that, I'd quit too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Just talking to himself. Yeah, he was talking to another guy. Okay, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fuck Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Tony Schiavone. But then I turned, JV player. I turned around and I was like, yeah, fuck Tony Schiavone. I was like, but like Mike Tanay. Like I'd hang out with Mike yeah, Tanay yeah, yeah, right. on commentary. Give me a little bit of Gordon Soley. Yeah. yeah. And he looks right at me and he goes, fuck the Mike Tanay. <laughs> I, I break his neck. Fuck him. The jabroni. Fuck it. Baba, you don't understand. Iraqi, you number one. And he just fucking walked away and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you made my fucking day, sir. But, um, there was a man and woman who were Roddy Piper and Ric Flair, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And there was a man and woman walking around as uh, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, which means his wife is racist. Um, <laughs> she was all about being Hulk Hogan, too. Like, she was coming around and just, like, hulking up, doing the let me hear you and all that shit. Like, she, she was she was such a drunken bitch. Um, she had smaller tits than Hogan does, though. Oh, um, oh. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> All the superheroes and all that, you know, are hanging out. And, like, I saw Bearded Batman. <laughs> yeah, shave. We're going to no, be Batman, no, shave. No, here's the thing. Over the last two years and the importance, and I do say importance of beards, because once beards lose their their hipster thing, like, once that goes away and guys start shaving, I don't fucking know what some of these websites are going to do. There are <laughs> websites that are... Com- 50 best beards. Com- yeah, completely, like, 50 best beards that only Matthew McConaughey can wear. It's like, what the fuck? This is... You research this? <laughs> Does BuzzFeed pay you for this shit? It's a status symbol now, I And think. we've been wearing ours, what, for... A long fucking time. Yeah. So now you're being a hipster about hipsters. <laughs> and, yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. My, my thing is always, I've had a long beard for a while now because uh, three years ago when we had the really, really bad winter, I came into the uh, warehouse I work at one time and it was four below zero when I got there. I know that feeling. I was the first one there, so I had to turn the heat on and it was four below on the inside. I was like, it's not even that cold outside. <laughs> right. And so, all you know, that metal and stuff. All thinking. that metal. And it holds that fucking cold. It does yeah. the same thing in the summer with the heat. Yeah. So I just grew a beard and then I just got too fucking late easy to shave it once it started getting hot and i was like fuck it, it just would be whatever i can't grow an effective beard i really wish i could to cover up all this sexy because right. I, I get stopped too much i get stopped just calm the masses down I, I had to do it i had to go that direction yeah <laughs> i really did but uh my but my oh, oh um before i get off the wrestler stuff there was a girl dressed as the ultimate warrior awesome but she was the ultimate warrior <laughs> <laughs> because she just she had on a pair of like black short shorts and a neon green tank top that she had rolled up like into the the modified sports bra and somebody had a written warrior across it and she had on tassels and she just taken like a like a makeup pin and kind of drawn the outline of the warrior's mask on her face. <laughs> but I mean, I would have totally lost the belt to her. That's... <laughs> yeah, put her over. Not I'd have put her over. Um. But no, there's superheroes. She's ever. shaking your cock like she did the fucking ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not an effective hand job, but it's kind of cool. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> Keep doing that. <laughs> We're almost there. But uh, there's superhero costumes everywhere because your superheroes are they're the thing now. You know, the last two or three years. Especially. Yeah, but their their accuracy was your. Yeah, well, well, that, that's what I'm saying, though. I'm, I'm explaining why, why there was so much. Yeah. They're the thing. It's a, and with superheroes being the big thing right now, I always respect, like, the guy that shows up dressed as, like, a gangster or something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, a Tommy gun. And- it's like a, a, a tried and true deal, you know. It's a, you don't have the a hobo. Of, 
Yeah. I'm, or I'm, in Columbus, they're just homeless people walking around. Now, I saw a homeless guy trying to get into it, and like there were two people. Like you can't go in there. It's it costs ten dollars to go hey, in. He was my costume. He was just like, but I'm in costume. They're like, no, you're not, sir. You just you've, you're going to run a bad now, luck since the, Vietnam. The lefty white girls will tell you that it's it's um it's rude to dress as a hobo because uh, you're making fun of homeless people. Who will tell you that? Lefty white girls. Oh, okay. Liberal white girls. The most oppressed group in the, <laughs> in existence Between of them and Christians. I don't know which is worse. No, you know what? Because sometimes Christians don't get mad about things. Yeah. <laughs> a liberal, and there's one on my Facebook right now that I literally had to unfollow. I the day who it over, is. Uh, well, we'll talk about it off air. <laughs> but I had to unfollow her. Would you fucking give the president a break about the fuck? No, he's the I'd- fucking president. I won't give him a break. He is the leader of the free world, goddammit. You have people employed to keep make sure you don't sound like an asshole. So I'll make all the memes I want to make if I want to, okay? This <laughs> yeah, is Facebook. Yeah, that's exactly who he was. Well, it's like the thing with Obama. It's like with Bush, okay? Um, Louis- Shave that Bush. Get rid of that. <laughs> oh, we're talking about the president. Yeah. Okay. It's like Lewis Black had a good had a, he had a good point. And he said he was going to do the White House Correspondence Center. And they said, well, you can't bash the president. He's like, because he didn't know if he can handle it. He's like, handle it? Right. He's a leader of the free world. I'm Schmucky the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing, though. To, to get serious for a minute, and I'll get back to costumes and all that. I love the dynamic between bashing Obama and bashing Bush. Because one side gets totally pissed off about it, and the other side has all the fun and makes all the memes. Well, it's a mirror, the right? Jokes. They're the mirror of each other. Well, well, not, not even that. Not even the whole, you know, he's a well-spoken black guy and he's a, you know, simpleton Texan, you know, anything. Cause yeah, yeah. Bush's vocabulary isn't near what Obama's is. Well, it's, also the simpleton Texan thing is a little bit of an act. Yeah. Because he didn't speak like that in the 90s whenever he was running the Rangers. Right. <laughs> that, that's my thing, though. Is, yeah, he all shucks his way through a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shucks. Well, I can't believe my, we my, just committed war crimes. Right. My, my thing is, though, the left would make fun of Bush, bash him and everything, and the right would get so fucking pissed off. Mm-hmm. And there's always, and we talked about this last time I was here, there's always like an air of the extreme liberal mindset that, they don't offend people. They're, they go out and they, they defend the underdog and all that. They don't do the offensive things that conservatives do. Right. But now that conservatives are making fun of Obama, it's like, oh, y'all are a bunch of racist pricks and you can't say that. Hold the fuck on. You were just doing the same shit Seven, at the beginning. Still doing it. Yeah, you're still doing it because you're still acting like some of these things are his fucking fault, even though they're policies that came along after he was gone. I think the one, I think the biggest difference, and this is just my perception of it, people on the extreme right are so disingenuous about their, like, whenever you bring up something that's a point, they just give that, that shrug like, it's not my problem. You know what I mean? Right. I hate that. That's my, my that's my, like, I, I bring up things about them, like, we'll, we'll get in a discussion about, uh, for instance, Native Americans and the way they're treated and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And they're just like, should have fought harder, you pussies. Um, yeah. I knew Maybe you should have admitted guns. <laughs> yeah. If Jesus Christ had a gun, he'd be alive today. You understand that? <laughs> but Quote no. Homer Simpson. <laughs> That's a legit Homer Simpson quote too, by the way. It really is, yeah. But um, they just give that shrug like they don't care. And right. the next issue is what they're saying. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just like, no, these issues hold total water, yeah. and you're just minimizing them and, while and maximizing the fact that 
your candidate is a piece of fucking garbage and all kinds of stuff. You know what right. I mean? Like, and that's and that's like, and to to counteract that, I feel that like the extreme left, and and of course, you know as well as I do, when we say the extreme, unfortunately, squeaky wheel gets the grease. You got to speak in blanket terms, really. Everybody, everybody's the extreme left now. Fuck it. Well, yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah. everybody's extreme. Everybody's. I think like the the five percent of each party that is just the always yelling, never happy. Yeah, that's, that's what pisses me off. The vocal right. minorities. Yeah, and it's it's the and like they say about you know when when uh, the Westboro Baptist comes out and does it's like oh blah blah. And somebody says oh well you know people look at Christianity that that's all Christianity is. No. They think that's it because the regular, the everyday Christian is, is quite content in not making himself out to be a loud asshole. Right. So he doesn't run and go, you don't represent my God, blah, blah, because then now you've got two assholes yelling about God and somebody who's an atheist goes, Jesus Christ, where are all you fuckers coming from? Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I get that. Yeah. It's, and that's my thing with the left and the right both. Cause I don't like either side, but the normal people that have, liberal or conservative views they don't speak up against the ones that the, the people that vote straight ticket that's the way to put it right yeah it's like yeah, there's yeah. no possible way that if you have an iq above the a jar of mayonnaise that everybody <laughs> on your ticket is the right choice for you you have to disagree with at least one of those fuckers well that's why i'm thinking we talked about this before we shouldn't even know somebody's political affiliation until they're you know until they're elected right you know it's <laughs> I didn't know until a while back that uh, Canada only gets 78 days to elect their yeah, people. that'd be great. Um, <laughs> we can talk about that guy, the guy who just got elected. People down here, conservatives down here, are so fucking pissed off that that oh, guy yeah. got elected. Yeah. Well, the world is moving quite a bit left if you go by him. <laughs> Because that dude is super left. Is he? Yeah. Well, see, I haven't read anything about it. First thing he said, he's going to legalize marijuana. Yay! Good for him. That's the thing, though. Canada has three effective parties. Yeah. Canada has the, what is are they the the New Democrat, NDP, is it New Democrat or National Democrat? Something something like like that. that. Then there's the Conservative Party, and then there's their, like, extreme liberal party. So... And it's called liberal, the liberal party. Yeah, it's called like liberal party, liberal movement or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like the conservatives up there really do have an uphill battle because there's moderate liberals and then there's liberal liberals going against them. Um, the liberal liberal one. Yeah, the liberal liberal one this time. I think isn't it the first time he's won or that party's won that. He's time? all young and sexy too. That probably pisses off a lot of the conservatives. Oh, I, gu- I guarantee it does. <laughs> you know what though? <laughs> kind of makes me a little mad. You know what though? <laughs> Canadian conservatives. Uh, are different than American conservatives. Like there's a lot of younger conservatives up there and shit like that, because Canada is one of those countries that has learned, uh, if we have 80 year old political leaders, uh, they could go to bed one night and just not come back to work because they died. <laughs> and we won't know how to fucking run Iowa anymore. <laughs> if we could in West Virginia, we'd vote Robert Byrd's corpse in. Oh yeah. my God. We Wait a second. <laughs> You struck gold, sir. You're copying Lewis Black. He said to just prop Ronald Reagan Reagan up up, Dead president. That's how you'll scare the Muslims. He said that's how you scare enemy nations. Broadcasting on Al Jazeera 24 hours. He said he just stands there, and then about every three minutes, the whole crowd just goes, "Yeah!" (laughs) He said he scared the fuck out of the world when he was alive. When he's dead, what he's gonna do? But uh, anyway, back to superhero costumes and stuff. Quite a non sequitur we went off on that. Yeah, we, but that's we, a good one. Because we've talked about things that don't matter long enough. Pillow Fort Radio. <laughs> Hashtag meander. Exactly. We're all um, over the place. So, you know, there's a lot of superhero costumes down there. There was a, a, a black couple that was dressed up as the Incredibles, and the first words out of my mouth were, not how I remember that movie, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you, 
that's what you want to wear. I'm not going to fucking get in your way, Jerome. They should have had a white guy frozone with them. That would have been great. That would have been awesome. Where's my soup, woman? <laughs> There's a thing about. Let's talk about the Incredibles for a split second on that. They're fucking awesome. What? They're never awesome. seen it. But let's let's. Oh, dude, it's okay. Great. Me and know, you, uh, me and you, Chuck. Um, I'll go pee while you guys are doing this. <laughs> the Incred- crosstalk. The, the Incredibles family. All superheroes. Right. Frozone, on the other hand, marries outside of his uh, super abilities. <laughs> Was Pixar pushing interracial marriage on us? <laughs> Because Frozone's Frozone's wife was just a person. Right. And she didn't have any powers. And she wanted him to stop being a suit to the point that like, he was like, where is my suit? I know you hit it. Is his suit his black heritage? Is she batting him down? Overthinking Pixar movies. It's an industry on the internet. (laughs) It is. But it's kind of fucking awesome. It is too. But there are links that they do draw in the Pixar movies. We know that. We've seen them. Two grown men have gone and seen Inside Out. It happened. You're damn right. Deal with it. I'm I'm hyped for the uh the, the what was it the, the good dinosaur the, the good dinosaur I'm yeah. hyped for that one That's to see how good, that works yeah. out. They've got one. I, th- I don't think it's Pixar. I think another company's got one coming out where animals have be- have become the humans. Have you seen that? They're wearing suits and going to work and all this. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. It's but there was no plot line other than animals act like people. Oh. It was like coming summer of 2016. That sounds some like some Disney shenanigans. It's, it's colorful and wacky, and there'll be some songs. Bring your kids for nine dollars a piece. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, um, I don't know where you got it from. Damn it! I closed that door so he couldn't get Which door was it? the bathroom door. The shoes. He's talking about the shoes and the dogs. Kitchen shoes, which are covered with yummy, delicious in a, do- in a dog's mind. Yeah. yeah, that that shoe looks delicious. I can smell it. I don't know where you've walked good, sir, but I'd love to lick the gravel on their property. <laughs> I am but a humble canine, sir. Please walk me in the land of deliciousness where the milkweed seriously has milk and apparently there are chicken trees as far as the eye can see. For God's sakes, I've lived on begging strips for nine years in this peasant territory. Please! <laughs> My dogs are very well fed, but Chuck is delicious. He comes and he's covered in biscuit dough. Your dogs, and very, the dogs, your dogs, just your dogs very well spoken too, yeah. <laughs> and kind of a cunt. <laughs> yeah, Mikey is a bit of a cunt. See, he's, he's licking his pants right now. Yep, he's got fucking grease on him. It's awesome. I kind of want to lick his pants. Yeah. Superhero costumes. <laughs> so I'm at this big party and there's people walking around. And like I said, superheroes, stuff like that. Uh, nerdy stuff is where you go for Halloween costumes. There, It's it's great. Right. You know, hell, it's where we got cosplay from. Why but but why? do it right. Do it right. I love cosplay. If, if, if your uh, cosplay is awesome, I yeah, think that's like looking great. at the Comic Cons and like all these hot chicks oh, dressed yeah. up as a hot. I saw yeah, comic book chicks. <laughs> I saw one of the one of the best things uh, from a Comic Con uh, a couple of years ago. You guys know the game Bioshock, yeah, and the yeah. the, the, the uh, Big Daddy. Somebody dressed up as a Big Daddy. Somebody made a Big Daddy suit, and then they dressed up like a little girl as a little sister. Uh, yeah, they had a little sister. But here's the thing: the same year that somebody dressed up as a Big Daddy, somebody dressed up as the Incredible Hulk, and it's literally <laughs> like an eight foot tall suit. And everybody was following the Incredible Hulk with their iPads and shit. Yeah. And he turned a corner and the Big Daddy was like walking and, st- and they stopped. 
and they were just staring at each other. And the crowd just like opened up and gave them all this room like they were just going to start brawling in the middle of the Comic-Con. That would be awesome. Yeah. Interesting nerd side note. Big Daddy would have had no chance against the Hulk. No, none at all. Okay. No. Who does have a chance against the Hulk, though? Iron Man. Well, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Iron Man. Yeah, that was fucking cool. Yeah. Go to sleep. 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 Remember when he hit him? He's just like, sorry. Yeah. He hits him. He spits his tooth out. He's like, sorry. How lucky are Ruffalo and and Robert Downey Jr. to be in those movies? They they barely have to do any acting. Just like when they're themselves. Yeah, they're just themselves. And then and we love it. CGI. I eat it up every fucking time. It's fucking great. I have I've I've made this point numerous times. Iron Man, like we would not have, we'd not, we would not be this far along in the Marvel universe if Robert Downey Jr. was not Tony Stark. That's fucking absolutely correct. Uh, yeah, I've the, n- I didn't even know who Iron Man was. Yeah, until because I, started I knew who yeah, Iron Man you was. You were familiar with the character. I, I'm I just not a comic Man. book guy. I just, like, but you, had, you didn't know, didn't know about Iron Man. I'd right? heard about it, but I didn't know who he okay. was. I, see, I, I, I loved Iron Man, but I didn't start liking Iron Man till about the store till probably around. Like the late '80s, early '90s, because like Iron Man's been around for a long damn time. It was one of the first characters Stan Lee created. Yeah, and like I just never gave a shit about his stuff. And then like I, my uncle had some comic books from like '88 or '89, probably, and I read it and I loved it. It's but, a good uh, comic book. But it's like he's he's perfect in what he does. And when the first Iron Man came out, it blew the rest of the superhero movies out of the water. Because it was they they paid attention and made a good movie. Yeah, you know, and, and like the, the, they picked, they did it right. And you know, I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow, but she's great as Pepper. Yeah, know? she's. she's I she's, like her. I think. And I, John Favreau, as the director, you know, he's a fan. Of, oh yeah. Of it. He, even his laptop. Right. He's a DJ, and his DJing laptop is an Iron Man laptop. Right. right. I mean, and he, dude, that had his fingerprints all over it because it was it had humor, mm-hmm. and it had he apparently is a no fan. Vince I was curious. Yeah, I was curious awesome. about that. I was like, I, I'm, Vince Vaughn in some kind of capacity. I'm, I'm not. Really? I'm not gonna lie. When I watched the first one and Vince Vaughn wasn't even in like the the end credit scene, I was like, he could be a fucking bartender or something. <laughs> Just wiping something like, off. Yeah, he, was probably, he like, was probably in the bar anyway. It's like like <laughs> at, love Vince Vaughn. Like at the like at the end of the Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton, where Stark comes in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, generals at the fucking bar just you know reload, reload. Like Vince Vaughn could have like been always that bartender. Wears such suits, such nice suits. That was a good interplay yeah even though the fact that they uh what's what's disappointing and i don't know disappointing my life <laughs> mine, mine too, too. Um, <laughs> the, all right the incredible yeah we're on the same page yeah. go team look fellas team disappointment we're, we're doing a podcast on a sunday evening and getting prepped to watch a wrestling pay-per-view <laughs> we're not at the top of our game not not at the top not not where i thought i'd be at 32 <laughs> Try being 36. 38. <laughs> Fuck oh. all of you. <laughs> oh. oh. 40 is closing in, sir. I but, hope I'm dead by then. But, uh. By the time you're 40 or he's 40? <laughs> by the time he's 40. Because that's, that's a big difference in Windows. It is. <laughs> um, the Incredible Hulk movie. See, they had the one that Ang Lee made. I liked it. Is, is that the one with uh, Eric Bana? Eric, yeah, I didn't like that. I one. did. I, I did. I, I, did. I thought like the, that. I thought that was the first movie that did the Hulk. The monster, right? You know what I mean. Like he's huge, and he gets Ridiculous. bigger and stronger as yeah. the matter he gets. You know right. what I mean? That's like that's the first. You know, you can't cast a person as the Hulk. They're just not big enough. Right? You know, you'd have the biggest bodybuilder ever. I'm not going to have you downing Lou Ferrigno. Ferrigno did good for the, the world's time. greatest partially deaf actor. 
Fuck I Marley Matlin. I won't doubt it. She's all the way deaf, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she's all the way deaf. Fuck her anyway. <laughs> it's kind of hot, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but um, they made the, the the next one with Norton, and it was great. I think the Norton was great, and it's, it's just it just sucks that him and Marvel had that falling out. Why did they have the falling out? He, he said he wanted to do it. Just, he, he wanted to do it. Like, he did want to do it, but he wanted... Uh, he wanted um, percentages, and he, he was he was he was trying to get the Jack Nicholson deal. Is that what was going on? No, what was going on was he wanted the same percentage out of anything to do with the Hulk that Tom Cruise gets out of the uh, Mission Impossible franchise. Oh Lord, and, You're not Tom Cruise level, sweet. And, but, no. and that's, that's yeah. the thing, though. That's the thing, though. Marvel went to him and was like, "Well, you know, we don't want to do that. We don't want to give a percentage." And he got, there was like no percentage. And he was like, well, give me half of what Tom Cruise gets then. Right. Because Tom Cruise gets like 15% of the Marvel, or right. the Mission Impossible shit. He was like, well, give me like 7% of what the Hulk movies do. Just the Hulk movies. Right. And then from what I understand, I don't know if it's true or not. Somebody came to him and said, now you've said that. And he said, if you do that, he said, they're going to shit on every Hulk movie they make from here on out. <laughs> because they know you're going to get the money out of it. And they went in for like one more negotiating thing, and apparently it just got real heated. And he was like, "I'm fucking done." And he was like, "He's like, I've done one." He's like, "He's like, you've already revamped it once. Won't you revamp it again?" Yeah. And so instead of revamping it again, they just brought him in as Ruffalo in the fucking Avengers movie, and they Which were like, Ruffalo, "Well, we're saving face. He's well, the other Darren." I like him. <laughs> I no, I see. I don't. I think they both bring something equal to the table. I think right. that Ruffalo. I think that Ruffalo doesn't have the intensity. That Norton has, but I do think that he his interplay is better. Like he's he's able to work with a with a cast better. You know what I mean? Especially when you have in the same room, um, you know, you have him and him and when him and Downey Jr. when him and Robert Downey Jr. did it. But they have a great chemistry, dude. It was great. It was so um, much rapport. You know, and it was my, just that's my know. favorite thing is at the end of Iron Man three where he's sitting there talking about it and Ruffalo's sitting there like he's asleep. Yeah. And he goes, I'm not really that kind of a doctor. He goes, Did you fucking fall asleep while I was talking? <laughs> he goes, I'm not that kind of a doctor. I just, I, well, my, I don't my favorite thing is what he's uh, is is all is the is the fun when they're you know, when they're talking about science stuff and they're both in, engaged mm -hmm. and Ruffalo's characters kind of pulled back, you know, because I mean? he's just that's his way, you know, that's right. he's very uh, and Stark's personality is Type A, you know, he's just all like, over you. Just like Robert Downey Jr. Yes, exactly. Right. And he's just like, uh, and that's what is so great about the Avengers. I, I love the first Avengers movie. I like the second one a lot. We went and saw it and yeah. it was, it was great. Good stuff. And, um, but I like the second one, the first one a little bit better. And I think I like it better because of the, the scene with Robert Downey Jr. and, and, uh, Chris Evans gave as good as he got. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he just, he, handsome. Well, a good actor. Yeah, definitely. And also playing, he played a 1940s guy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that really yeah. kind of reserved, quiet strength. I don't have to be flashy. I'll beat the shit out of you, but then mm -hmm. after you, I'll buy you a beer. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Robert Downey Jr. is an asshole. He's a yeah. 90, he's, he, not a 90s. He's a modern day guy asshole. Right. He's, he's Donald Trump sort of. It, yes. He's a giant egomaniac, but he's also got everything to back it up. And that's why I loved him when Chris Evans looked at him and said, like, oh, that suit, what have you got? Uh, billionaire, playboy. Philanthropist. Throws tins at him. What do you got? <laughs> my, my favorite thing between Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Chris Evans, uh, and, and it involves uh, Chris Hemsworth because it's, it's when they first meet Thor. Yes. And 
him and Iron Man have already fought for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. And fucking Captain America comes down, blah, blah. And he's like, how about you just put that hammer down? And Jun- Danny Jr.'s like, no, he, he, he really loves the hammer. He really, don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes through and he hits the shield. Yeah. And it just sound waves. And it just sends Robert Danny Jr. flying. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, shit. <laughs> My... Uh, my my favorite scene is um in the whole Avengers movie. See, I don't know, man, because I, I I've blended them all in my head so much because it is just one film. It really is just one oh, movie, yeah. Yeah. and you know my favorite one that I've that I've seen and sat down and just been totally wowed by is Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is See, I a great fucking. I haven't movie. seen Winter Soldier, and I haven't seen the second Thor movie. I thought the second Thor movie was awesome. Yeah, so good. Th- th- those it are the good. only two I haven't. I want to see Winter Soldier. Because Winter I, Soldier was so I love, fucking I love good. the idea of Bucky, and I love how much fun they have, like the internet has with Bucky now. Right, right. You know, just ridiculous shit like that. Well, my favorite scene, and this is not really the movie, but we've talked about this, is when, you know, he's... What I love about Captain America is he is who he is, and he, he stands what for what stand up for what's right. He's not a shill. Right. He knows what's right. And he's and he doesn't agree with the direction that Shield and the government are taking. So well, that's that's a big thing, you know. In civil l- l- War, l- in Civil up, War, yeah. and then you know, Stark goes one way, right. and he goes. That's actually in one of the fucking cut scenes, and, and they say something about Stark, and he's like, "No, Stark can't help us on this." Right, and that's where he talks about he knows Ant Man and all these other fucking right. like they're bringing them in, you know. Well, yeah, but the awesome thing is is when. And it's just a, such a totally guy moment, you know, and it's one of those things that's kind of corny, I guess, a little bit, but all these guys start getting on, start getting onto the elevator and he's looking around, <laughs> you know, one gets on, he's like, kind of steps out of his way and he kind of looks at him. Another one gets on and he sees him like kind of looking over their shoulders and stuff. And he sees one guy sweating. <laughs> he's like, <sighs> Jesus, it's like, before we start this. Yeah. Anybody want to get off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and then they start taking punches at him. He's beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah, he's like, uh, before this starts, does anybody want to get out of here? <laughs> and he delivered that line perfect. That is exactly the way it should have gone. And that movie, also the very beginning, he's doing laps, and there's a guy who yeah. plays the Falcon, and right. he's and he's an in shape guy, right? And he's like, they're running around the reflecting pool. He's left. like on your left, on your left, yeah, he's he's like, like, on your left. Keeps up laughing. Up. I know on my left. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, the, you know, he's digging, buddy. The, um, the, the the best thing for me out of uh, Avengers, the original Avengers, is uh, you know when they like Stark comes back, he, he falls out of the sky and all that shit, and like Hulk screams to wake him up. Yeah. He's laying there, and before he's even off the ground, he's like, I don't know what's going to happen next. He's like, uh, I saw a shawarma joint down the street. Guys, uh, I've always wanted to try. You guys ever had it? And they're just kind of whatever, you know. Well, the credits roll. The cut scene after that is they're all sitting in a sh- in the shawarma restaurant eating. But it's been part of the attack, so like the people are like sweeping broken plaster and shit away, and they're all just sitting at this table. They upright. Thor's there with the hammer down, like his cape's kind of blowing, and, and they're all busted up and like beat up and shit, just eating shawarma. Like it's good, it's pretty good. Is it the Hulk eating or is it? It's Banner. Okay, he's got like his, his clothes are still torn up and shit, and he's, they're all just sitting there like worn out. See, that's where a, that's where a movie like that is going to succeed or fail. 
quiet moments. Right. The quiet moments have to be just as powerful and good and funny yeah. as the big moments. And it's, it's good because the table's a little bit bigger than what we're sitting at right now. You know, there's like, what are there, like seven of them? Yeah. Whatever in the original, the, the, the group they're putting out now. Um, there's a guy behind the counter, like, like, like moving stuff, like cleaning up or whatever. And there's a guy pushing a broom, but there's a light swinging in the background and like it sparks. Yeah. While they're just, and they don't even react to it. They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> and like nobody's talking to each other. Yeah. They're not looking at each other or nothing. They're just sitting there eating. They're covered in soot. See, that's where I think that DC is going to have a hard road, road to go is the fact that, um, you can, and I've read numerous comic book stories that do it. One of these ones I'm going to bring up, and this can be a total nerd moment, but it's a fucking awesome comic book. Where Chuck, you, I'm about to tell a story where I got mad about uh, where Professor X was <laughs> in the band. Yeah, okay, this is funny. But um, is the rapport between the characters. They're really just regular people. You got right. Thor that's an Asgardian god, but he's not really a god. He's just a, a being of more power than we are. You know, right. He's still a person. Right. Um. The DC character are just really just gods. I mean, yeah, and that's for Batman. Well, yeah, yeah, Batman. well, that's that's why he's the favorite because I hey, love him. Hey, let, let me tell you something. Uh, last Sunday, Robot Chicken did a half hour thing of it's all the DC thing. Batman was the butt of every fucking joke <laughs> <laughs> to the point that they had an emergency meeting and Batman couldn't get there in time. So Superman, yeah, uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman goes, well, if that's Batman, who's this? And there's a guy sitting there in this shitty Batman costume and he turns out to just be this old Mexican guy. <laughs> and Superman goes, oh, that's the janitor. He goes, I figured one guy with no superpowers in a bat suit be just as good as another. <laughs> no, but I mean the DC in the DC universe, though, especially amongst the Justice League, Batman can take them all out, well, and, yeah. they, and they all know it. Well, hell, he's, so got, that, a, he's, he's the, got a whole fucking computer program well, that's with all saying. their weaknesses. He's, that's what I'm saying. He's the de facto leader of the Justice League, right? Because he knows how to take them all out. He knows all their weaknesses, and also one of the weaknesses he's given. Superman gave him kryptonite and a kryptonite ring. Said, you know, there might be a time where, where they I where, lose, where I lose mind. my mind, or somebody's going to use me as a weapon against somebody. Be, feel free to take me the fuck out. And he used it in the Hush storyline. The mm-hmm. uh, the Batman Hush storyline was a great fucking storyline, and. Fuck Fucking knocked his ass out. Like yeah. gave him all he had, and I love it because it's Batman's point of view. And it's in his mind. He said, "He said uh, steel line Kevlar glove, and it still almost shatters my hand." You know, and he had the kryptonite ring on, so it softened the blow when he fucking hit him. Yeah. And, he, and he said, "If he was really, really gone and angry enough, there's nothing I could do to stop him." Yeah. That's why I love Superman. Is an awesome character. I, uh, he is my favorite character, but it's not because of his powers, really. It's it's the fact that he's his loneliness and also his yeah his inability to be who he is completely because well, he's just too powerful. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not as big a DC guy as I am a Marvel guy, but uh, my buddy Jason is you know all encompassing. He loves everything, mm-hmm. and he talks about uh, what's what's the group of like younger heroes that started making fun of pushing him and shit. And they were like, "Ha, ah, you know, you can't do whatever." And then he flips out, and he shows that the authority, uh, something like that, or yeah. whatever. And he literally shows him. He's like, "This is what I can be. You don't want this me around." <laughs> well, see, there was a storyline that happened in the future, and, the, and you know, uh, again, this is where DC shines. Is it's Armageddon style storylines? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's called Kingdom Come. And That's what he's talking about. The Kingdom Come storyline. Well, no, no, this Kingdom Come. Here's what happens: is that the Joker gets loose. In Metropolis, kills everybody at the Daily Planet, including Lois Lane. Right. Well, there's another superhero called Magog 
And they're, everybody's looking for the Joker, and they can't find him. Well, finally, they're bringing him into the courthouse, and Magog just has his power staff and kills him, like right in front of everybody. Superman says, we don't do things this way. Even with all that shit he has at stake and all the emotions, he said, we don't do this things this way. And right. they put him on trial. Well, they acquit him. And then he challenges Superman straight up. He says, I'll fight you to see who's going to really run who's going to lead everybody. Right. Superman basically says, I'm above this. I have nothing more to give to these people. Uh, every connection I've had to the human beings is gone. So he flies away and just the, uh, forces of solitude has a giant, um, like the room on Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a holiday. Ho- yes. And he just turns it into a Kansas <laughs> farm. Yeah, he did. That's <laughs> awesome. And he just turns it into a Kansas farm. And then Wonder Woman comes and gets him like six months later, and he's got his hair long, he's got a beard. And the coolest thing is there's a panel by Alex Ross, all the words about Alex Ross, and he's amazing. If you guys get a chance, anybody on the show that gives a shit, look him up. His stuff's awesome. He's picking up a tractor with one hand to get something underneath it. (laughs) You know, and the dog's just looking at him, and the horse is like, you know. But then he comes back. And, uh, Magog has gone crazy. The, the, all the heroes are fighting each other and stuff. He goes back and just starts fucking wrecking shop. Like, right. And nobody can stop the guy. He's so fucking powerful. And, and all of them are shitting their pants. Like, what the fuck are we going to do? We can't stop this guy. And the one is, and the one who has the fucking ace of his sleeve is always Luthor. Luthor oh, yeah. has Captain Marvel. So at the end, Captain Marvel and Superman are throwing the fuck down. And it is just, Every time they hit each other, they launch each other across the fucking planet or out into space. They're fucking, you know, right. just really letting each other have it. And it's all painted and it's all models. You know what I mean? So one of my favorite panels is Superman's getting ready to fly down and stop this big fight that's getting ready to rage out of control and just consume the whole planet. Well, then this blur hits him and he's he, he's look, looking up and Captain Marvel's standing over him with his hands on his hips smiling down at him but he's just <laughs> fucking crazy because he's been brainwashed by Lex Luthor mm-hmm. he still he caught him when he was a kid right. Billy Batson and he just turned him into this crazy guy by feeding him all this shit about superheroes how they're bad and how Superman was a bad person so they're just beating the fucking shit out of each other but Captain Marvel is more powerful so he's just saying Shazam and move out of the way Shazam move out of the way and he's hitting him with lightning and he's really hurting him and his ears start to bleed and everything and the last part of the of the story is Batman and a couple of his people have a, an atomic bomb they're gonna drop on everything and just kill everybody. He said, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, he said he said, We can't let this happen. This is my responsibility, my planet, I'm a human being. This is what we have to do. Right. Or something thereabouts, and the bombs get ready to fall, and uh Batson says, or Captain Morph says Shazam and Superman catches him by the face. And he and he holds him there. And he says, and he's Billy Batson again. He's a human. He could kill him. He could just rip his head right off his shoulders because then he's normal. And he said, he said, Billy, I can't make this call. He said, I, I don't know. He's maybe I should let the bomb fall. He's like, I, he's like, I'm, I'm sure I can stop it right now, but maybe I shouldn't. He's like, he's like, I'm not a god. I'm not a man. You have to make. He said, you're both. You have to make this decision for all of us. Right. So Captain Marvel. And he says, man, make the right one. And then he says, Shazam, and he goes flying up, and he catches the bomb, and he hits it with the lightning, and it kills him, and basically like a third of all the superheroes. Stops the fight. Everybody comes to their senses, and then you've got the world afterwards. Fucking great comic book. Yeah. Now, if they can build something like that, what my point was what it was is that the interplay between Batman and Superman and all this stuff with all those big personalities and all the big drama and stuff and the godlike stuff, if they can put that in a movie, you've got gold. Oh, yeah. You've just got to make it gold. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think they're trying to set that up. Right. Is Captain Marvel based on Jim Neighbors? 
Very possible. <laughs> Shazam! Shazam! Pile! <laughs> um, he says Shazam. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. Way to take the air out of my whole fucking story. Get a little too serious there, yeah, Tennis Axe. Yeah. That's, that's what I do here. It's the only reason I'm right. here. I hadn't said anything in a couple minutes. Yeah, so <laughs> I totally took it over. No, it's right. fine. It's I liked it. All right. I yeah. enjoyed it. Now I'm, I'm going to not read that because I don't need to now. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. Um... Superhero costumes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> we've been trying so hard. Uh, for at least 45 minutes, we've been we've been going back and forth on no, it. It's great. <laughs> I yeah. like it. I don't um, but like I say, I'm at this big party, and everybody's dressed up like comic book uh, characters and shit, because it's you know, very popular right now. Um, the Incredibles are there. Uh, Storm. Awesome. Uh, saw a couple of Gambits. Nice. Um, and different versions of Gambit, too. You know, Anybody like, dresses Blank Man? Remember? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nobody dresses hey, Blank Man. I didn't see a Blank Man. Or a Handyman? Um, Remember Handyman? I, the, there was a guy dresses the David Tick. David Wayne's. Oh, yeah. There was a guy dresses the Tick. And, it, and like, and like he, he was a big, in-shape guy. Yeah. And he just had one of those. He had bought a blue bodysuit. And then, like cut it to work and put the antennas on it and I was like commitment that's <laughs> that's what I'm talking about you worked out for six years to wear that yeah. it's like this is my night <laughs> it's, like, all, it's the, all about me baby all the steroids and all <laughs> I've been screaming spoon in my bathroom for four years trying to get it right <laughs> Now, if I Who could doesn't just, love the tick? If I could just get a girl to dress up like Chairface Chippendale. <laughs> <laughs> he was the um, coolest villain ever. Oh, man, I loved him. Um, but There's a cool story about Ted, too, I'll tell as soon as you're done. All right. Um, <laughs> we, 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 go, we go through, and we're walking around and everything. Like I say, there's a the, the guy on the stage that was the host. He was in the Batman costume. He's in like the Michael Keaton Batman costume. Where you you respectable, yeah. yeah. It's got the, you know it's got the extra muscle on it. And yeah, everything. that's cool. Yeah, at least he wasn't in the one with the nipples, right? Yeah, that's just um, the worst. Uh, as, Shame on you, George uh, Clooney. Exactly. As the uh, highball dancers or whatever they want to be called did the dance thing to the Macklemore song. Um, there's a point where. I don't know who was on the song with him because I don't give a shit. Uh, it's terrible. Let's just say Ja Rule's um, on the song with him. Yeah. Well, Might that's, well. Th- that's wrong because he, there was nobody telling me that to this day every thug needs a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Baby! <laughs> what would do without you? I don't know. What the fuck happened to uh, hip hop? That dude couldn't do a song by himself. He always uh, had to have uh, Ashanti. Well, neither could Nelly, so I mean, shit. Yeah, I but, do not want to go take her out with you, Nelly. Jesus. Yeah. Hang out with Murphy Lee. I've got the St. Lunatics. You have a guy in your crew that wears a Jason mask on the side of his head. I'm not taking you seriously. Fuck you. Ja Rule, you don't deserve a crew. Ja Rule killed Craig Mack. That's a fact. That is crazy. Remember Craig Mack? Yeah. So there'll no, be no kill him is in literally kill of him. the Mac. I should punch you. for, for <laughs> Was Jim Neighbors in Return of the Mac? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't remember Craig Mack. I played the song on here before. Right. Return Brand new flavor. of the Mac. Right. Um, but no, he was like the guy who who was the gruff kind of guy, and then Ja Rule came along and stole his thunder. Ah, Not funny. because he was... What about DMX? DMX pretty gruff. Yeah, that's but true. But DMX too. was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Oh, oh! My favorite rapper of all time. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing Beast DMX Boy. ever did was try and take a bottle of Hennessy into a rehab center. <laughs> <laughs> and they got mad when they wouldn't let him take it in there. <laughs> I'm paying for this, motherfucker. I'm bringing this in. I don't, what do you mean I can't bring it in? 
you're here for drug and alcohol treatment. You can't bring alcohol. Why not? <laughs> it's to test my will, dog. He's like on the stoop of the building, like with the <laughs> bottle in his hand, in the middle of the day, yelling that's, at him. That's a very ODB moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John but, uh, orderly looking at him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's there's people people dress as superheroes, blah blah blah. As we get back to that again, yeah. <laughs> this wasn't as long of a non sequitur that yeah, time. That's not. true, but uh, my like my persona is an A personality, of course. You know, just because it that's how it is. God damn it. <laughs> um, but I have inner nerd that has been with me for my entire existence, and you know, my my brain takes a lot of things in, and I know a lot of things when it comes to you know, irrelevant shit. Like I saw a guy dressed as Ash from Army of Darkness. Sweet. He's got the torn up blue shirt. He's got the chainsaw on his hand. He's got the scars on his face. He's got the, he's got what's her face with him in the, the flowing white, white robe and dress. The shotgun, he would have to reach with his right hand to get it. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So he had it hanging on the wrong side. He's got it over his right shoulder. And I'm like, no, that's not how it worked. I dressed as Ash two years ago and I had to spend a week learning how to grab that thing (laughs) with my left hand. I really did because if not, it was just swinging around my fucking back and I look like a retard trying to grab it at certain times for pictures. We don't say retard here. I do. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Ain't no I and we. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no I and T, but there's an M and an E and that spells me, baby. <laughs> That's a Dusty Rhodes moment. That's right. What an on it is. What an on it is to be here, Danny. <laughs> but, uh, you do a really good Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> he does a better one than I do. He was, gonna, he was going to do a video for my wedding as Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> it was Dusty Rhodes and several other people. <laughs> what yeah. an on it is to be here at the Blessed Union, <laughs> if you will, a Charles Keenan, Daddy. <laughs> Up here in Fallview, West Virginia, West by God, they say, coming down in Dirt Road. That's, yeah, that's, that's really good. That's fucking good. <laughs> One time we walked into the bar, and the guy who called us our names out was so drunk he couldn't remember his Andy, Andy's he name. He called me Dusty Rhodes. He called him Dusty Rhodes. Charles fucking Keenan and Dusty, Dusty fucking Rhodes. <laughs> Andy went. What an odd it is, Daddy. Didn't even miss a beat. I didn't give a shit. It was like, I don't give a fuck. That's people, great. People, people know I'm here. I don't give a fuck. Um, but like there was a band on stage that were all dressed up as the X-Men. And Colossus is over on the drums just giving it hell. Great drummer. In front of him is Professor X on bass standing. <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind in the crowd. I'm like, no, no, shenanigans, I declare them. It's like I can't even have a good time because you people... And by you people, if you had taken Curtis with you, you could have gotten into a fist fight. Curtis would have legitimately imploded. <laughs> like there would there would be a black hole in Columbus where Curtis Lucas once stood. We have to have Curtis Lucas on this show. He's not going to say shit. Well, I mean, yeah, I know, but this guy we worked with at Hooters, 
He would come up with the most spot-on one-liners that you could ever fucking think of. <laughs> One time, we had this area manager come in that was a total fuckbag. I mean, he was he was having oh, us do yeah. stupid shit and cussing everybody Just out. Just a real everything. bag of fuck. Huh? Oh, he was fucking terrible. And <laughs> there was a live fucking light fixture coming down from the fucking ceiling. Power not turned off. It's Saturday night. We're, trying We're in to the serve. spot. Don't believe me. Just watch. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a pool of water a foot deep underneath it and an aluminum ladder they want him to climb. I'm like, Curtis, Jesus Christ, man. They're gonna, you're going to get electrocuted. They want you to climb up there and fix that. He looked at me and went, how shocking. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to know Curtis. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. But then he, th- there's another one. I'm, I was so fucking mad. I had to mix tempura matter because we were doing some dumb shit. That's fucking batter. Nobody ever mixes this shit up, and I'm back here slinging shit around, and Curtis walks by me and goes, you better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but the funniest one, the funniest one, was there was a girl there, and she was talking about how this girl that used to work with all of us, she came in. She was her roommate. Hey. She was her roommate. And she was, she's, she's fucking my, my, my fiance in my bed. Everyone's like, ah, it's fucked up. Curtis got real quiet and knew something was coming because I saw the gleam. And he said, well, you guys were roommates. I guess she thought you guys should share everything. <laughs> <laughs> she went, Curtis! And she was laughing too because it's, you know. <laughs> This guy sounds Awesome. He is, dude. <laughs> he is. Massive nerd. Awesome. Massive nerd. Massive nerd. Washing, washing dishes at Hooters for 15 years. Highest paid dish, dish boy in the in the fucking company world. Yeah, in the company easily. When you're good at something, you're good at something. Well, he loves to do it. And he's got, he's got a, you know, he's got a vehicle. He's got a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He, he just, he likes doing the job. And he's one of those guys. I have everything I need. I he don't just toss out one liners all day. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody loves him. Everybody loves Curtis. Great. He doesn't have to deal with shit. Nobody ever gets yeah. in his face or anything. Like, we all know Curtis is going to do his job. Every you know? once in a while, a hot girl comes back here and makes out with him. Yeah. It's happened a couple times on camera. Yeah. He, Curtis, <laughs> Curtis is so unassuming and awesome and intelligent and, and just, just an, he's a savant kind of, mm-hmm. but girl, a lot of girls like him a lot. I mean, they think he's, you know, really attractive because of those reasons. Well, yeah, he well, doesn't, he doesn't bullshit. He doesn't he's, pretend. He's, he doesn't, he's a hundred percent confident in who he is too. Yeah, exactly. He sounds a, like he's the exact opposite of me. He's like 85% the opposite of me. Cause <laughs> there's like, times where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. He's like just, 64% the opposite of me. Well, 69%. Hey, <laughs> right guys. Hey, 69. hey, yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Oh, you're just going to leave me hanging? <laughs> yep. Okay. I'm leaving you hanging. I don't eat anything I can't fry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ladies. It's 2015. Equal rights my ass. <laughs> what was it you said last week when we were treating Elena as an equal? It's, this is equal rights. Strap, Strap in. in. <laughs> hey, I heard the greatest equal rights thing ever. Uh, like I, I may have said it last time I was here. Um, a girl said, a girl said, uh, Girls don't pay cover to come in here, do they? And I said, no. And I said, guys do. There was two girls and a guy. I said, guys, they do. And the other girl says, well, why do guys have to pay if girls don't? And the guy, without skipping a beat, went, well, it's for all those years we didn't let y'all vote. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of evening things out. <laughs> so you're welcome. Yeah. Have a kamikaze. Have 99 kamikaze. 99 kamikazes. <laughs> Woo. I think that's going to be the name of the episode. Yeah. It should be. <laughs> Flare. 
I was making this point to somebody the other day. Flair is like somebody took a horrible caricature of a black pimp and just put, <laughs> took the photo negative of it. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I can't argue that. <laughs> there was a, somebody sent me a promo from back. Remember when WCW had the terrible gray drywall yes. like yes. Yeah, yeah. set, and they all did promos there. Yeah. Um, you can't even understand what he's trying to say. He's just yelling at someone. Arn Anderson is doing the interview. Flair's just yelling. Flair's that Arn had just wrestled. I think it's when he was like the U.S. champ or whatever. Mm, yeah, and they'd the, bring him out and he'd wrestle like uh, the Italian stallion, and then they'd do an yeah, interview with him after. Yeah, they do an interview because, like, in a couple of weeks, he was going to face somebody that meant something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, um. Itali- the Italian stallion, uh, today's version of Italian stallion is uh, Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas, I-, I will give you that. Bo, da- you got to Bo leave. Um, <laughs> Bo Dallas, Bray Wyatt's brother, yeah. son of Mike Rotunda. Yeah. Um, I did some Wikipediaing. There you go. It's, it's good stuff. Um, but like Arn had wrestled and he was there and Tully's out there. Ole wasn't, but Flair's out there in the suit, got the glasses on and everything. And Arn's just, <laughs> they're booing. And you know how that set was like right there at the edge <laughs> yeah. of the crowd. It's loud as fuck. And, and, but it's, it's loud, but you can hear individual people because of where the camera is. <laughs> yeah. And some woman yelled something and Flair lost his mind. Just, yeah, hey, yeah, let me tell you something. Cause there's no mic in front of him. He's just over yelling. He's like, let me tell you something. You, fa- yeah, you fatso. I'm talking to you. You, and you. And he's just screaming at the crowd. And then he goes, and you lady, you're going to get in there. And when you're done with me, after that, this is what you're going to look like. And he just flops down on the floor and like spreads, looks like a fucking dead starfish laying out. That's what you're going to look like. I said, Space Mountain. And he just fucking walks away. <laughs> And I'm like, what the fuck was he talking about? It doesn't matter. It's like, that's worse than a warrior promo. <laughs> I don't know, dude. The warrior promos were so fucking bad. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give him a, give him a shout out. Uh, one of the best promo men on the independent scene today is a personal friend of mine, Mr. Jock Sampson. Okay. Jock Sampson, uh, has a very, very, uh, very good delivery in his promos, and I'll, I'll show y'all a couple of them. Uh, but his best promo is in a tournament in Ohio. He's over from, uh, Nelsonville. Um, the wrestling hail from Nelsonville. <laughs> That's what he calls himself. Um, Boo! yeah. <laughs> Jock, uh, was in a 16 man tournament that also involved, uh, Buff Bagwell. Oh my. And Jock wanted Buff Bagwell in the first round. And Jock cut a promo on it so he could get it. And I don't know if you know, Buff Bagwell was on a uh, show on Showtime for a while about male escorts. Yeah. Yeah. I'd heard. Yeah. Gigolos. Yeah. Gigolo something like a, a day in the life or whatever. You know, it was, it was like that NFL training camp, but way more boners. <laughs> um, too many boners, if you ask. Unless, too many boners. <laughs> hey, call back. There we go. <laughs> unless you're doing an interview in the Cincinnati locker room. There's oh, not yeah. enough penises. You see that? Good. There was national, some missiles flying around. National TV. <laughs> Just dongs a dangling. They were interviewing Pac-Man Jones. Interviewing too. Pac-Man and like three different people walk in the background with their dicks hanging out. And I know Pac-Man a little bit, ran into him a few times in Morgantown. Always had a boner, no matter what. Right? Yeah, didn't matter. But uh, jo- Jock does his 
Jock does this promo and goes, because every Jock promo starts with, come home last night after wrestling, <laughs> got through my usually routine, drinking a little bit, cheating on my wife, beating on my wife. Sit down, open up another beer, turn the TV on. What do I see? There's Buff Bagwell eating a fat woman's pussy. <laughs> well, Buff Bagwell, let me tell you something. Banging whores is my gimmick, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'll show you that, bro. It's great. And that like, guy's awesome. He gets he gets really mad at like the guys that do the high flying stuff. Yeah. He calls them spot monkeys. <laughs> He's like, too much of that flippity floppity bullshit. That's what's wrong with the wrestling world. Ain't enough, ain't enough hip tosses. Ain't enough lariat clotheslines. Not enough eating butt. You know what I'm talking about? Jock Samson ain't no fucking spot monkey. And then just, you know, he's great. He's so great. Eating butt. He's so great. He ends the Buff Bagwell. I don't know what all he says, but at the end, he's like, and until I see you on July 11th, Buff, won't you just have you one of these? <laughs> <laughs> and he just, he just goes. And he, oh, he's so good, man. He's got he's got a bull rope with a cowbell on it, and he calls his cowbell Waylon. <laughs> and uh, he just, no, maybe he calls the bell Conway. <laughs> he calls his cowbell either Conway or Waylon. One Ladies of the two. And gentlemen, Conway Twenty. <laughs> yeah. And he's, what's his walkout song? <laughs> it's it's like a, like a, a really weird punk rock version of Doolin Banjos. <laughs> it's, and Jock yells so much, like it comes on, you know, and then it breaks into it. Jock comes up, starts ringing the bells, and just goes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, he's great, man. He fucking he's. <laughs> He come out in the ring one time. We, we were going out to the ring with him, and uh, he start, we were up in Fairfield, Ohio, and he started cutting his promo, and he said, Fairfield, Ohio, yeah, right. Ain't nothing fair about this town. This town's so chock full of bullshit. Now I see where people from West Virginia go on vacation. <laughs> and they were like, boo, boo this. Don't you boo me, you sons of bitches. I graduated high school, wasn't like your fucking mamas. <laughs> I was like, God, I was like, Jock, there's fucking kids in the crowd. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> And then we're we're sitting there, you know, we're sitting later in the back cracking jokes and shit. And I told a Jesus joke. Because I got like a half a dozen of them in their old repertoire. And Jock goes, hey, 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 don't you be talking about Jesus like that. <laughs> he's, like, he's a devout Christian. But then he goes to the ring and he's like, let me tell you cocksuckers something. <laughs> I'm like, it's, ooh, I love you. Well, he's playing a character. Yeah. <laughs> we had, we did a show one time and we had such, the crowd hated us so much. We had such good heat. Some of them took it too far and decided they were going to turn their chairs around and not watch. Yeah, let me get this straight. Um, cause the idea was that we had bought the company to keep it alive, but we were going to change it and we beat up the heroes and all that. And me and Ryan Edmonds, another un- unneeded plug. Uh, and Jock was part of our crew. Yeah. What was the name of your crew? Uh, we didn't have a name for it yet. We only got two shows in because oh, okay. we had to scrap the whole fucking storyline because these people, um, the idea was we had taken over and everything. So the next show over the month, they got on Facebook and they were like, we're going to go. Then we're just not going to watch it. Hold on. You give me your money. You're gonna you're gonna pay money to come to a show that you, you you love the company. We bought it, so now we own it. 
you're still going to pay money, which we're going to get, even though you hate us. And then you're going to turn your back to us and not watch what you paid money to see. Boy, that'll show us. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you that don't understand my sarcasm, the way to express your displeasure with something like that is to stop giving them money. If they lose money, they'll change their practices. (laughs) So all these people came and turned their chairs around. The thing was, though. And I'm not trying to act like I'm part of the industry in no way do I consider myself one of the boys. I just happen to show up at wrestling shows and get a role sometimes, uh, for any hardcore wrestler or somebody who does wrestle, uh, worker. If you want to be technical about it, uh, I don't, I'm not allowed to use indie terms, but <laughs> the thing was there were kids there and people there and th- these guys that were turning their chair, they're grown ups. They're 40, 50 years old and they're being little kids about this. It's still real to them. Damn it. It's still real to them. You're ruining the show for those kids. Yeah. Those kids don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. Right. So now you're taken away from what we're trying to do. So Jock comes out. Me and Jock and Ryan come out, and we stand over these people. Like, we confront them in front of everybody. And Jock is just like, you're a stupid fucking mark. You're ruining this. Like, he's down low so nobody can hear him. He's mm. like, you fuck. And, like, they got it real quick. They turned their chairs back around, and they cheered and shit. But... Jock had to go in against this kid named Joey who was just learning how to wrestle. And before we went out, Jock looks at him and goes, I'm sorry for this. <laughs> I have never seen somebody get clotheslined that fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> he whipped him into the ropes, bounced off the opposing ropes with the cowbell wrapped, like the rope wrapped around his arm, had the cowbell on it. He clacked Joey so hard, he bounced twice. <laughs> Jesus. And Jock just went there and murdered this kid. And Welcome just, to the business. Yeah. And just did all that. And then fucking threw him out of the ring. Like, didn't even tell him he was going to. He was just like, man, like Joey like landed on his face. And Jock turned around and held the ropes open and said, any of you cocksuckers think you're tough enough to beat Jock Sampson? Bring your pussy ass in this ring. And fuck, bring your ugly ass old lady and your retard kid with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take on all three of you. Like, we had to get him out of the ring. He was so fucking mad. Because, like, Jock, Jock's never going to be on WWF television, okay? Right. But he's an indie guy that really takes it seriously, and he's really good at it. He's a really good storyteller, and he's he's an old-school kind of wrestler, man. You know, punching, kicking, suplexes, things like that. Right. It's, there's, there's not a lot of pizzazz to it. Like it's the all, old NWA yeah, style. It's all in that he can get the heat, and then you want to see him get beat up. Right. He's really good at doing that. And that's why he gets booked all over the field. He gets booked all the way out in like fucking Texas and shit. You know, that's why they call him to come do stuff. Uh, But those people pissed him off so bad that flash forward two or three weeks, I get a text message that says those guys that tried to ruin that show are running their own show. (laughs) They're running a free show down at a park for a kid's birthday party. So it's going to be a bunch of backyard wrestlers. (laughs) Which is bad and dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, we're going down there. We need you to go with us. We need a couple of guys to go. We're going to go and just wreck their show. NWO it. Yeah. I love it. And I was like, all right. I said, I don't give a shit. Whatever. Fucking who cares? Nobody's going to fucking do anything. And I just texted back. I said, okay, I'm in. I said, uh, in fact, I said, I'll drive separately and I'll leave last. That way, when they call the cops, they'll be looking for my car 
instead of yours. And like, I'm just half-assing a plan real quick. And I'm like, I'll figure the rest of it on the way. You know, we'll, <laughs> what we're going to fucking do. And so a couple of them that are going are all texting me at the same time. And they're like, what do you mean the cops? And I said, that, I said, you guys are going to, like, you, you want to go fight them, right? He's like, yeah, we're going to go fight them. I was like, that's assault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And this is in the Wild West, sir. Yeah, and, and they were like, I was like, they, I was like, there are going to be people with people there that don't watch wrestling, and then we're going to show up and we're going to start beating up people that pissed us off. Uh, at a later date and time, we're going to show up and get revenge. This is premeditated, first off, because we have text messages to prove with a plan. <laughs> Like the real world doesn't work like storylines. <laughs> they're gonna call the cops and they know who we are. So they're gonna come looking for us. And the next time you are on a show bill, the cops are gonna be there and they're going to arrest you. Now I'm still cool to go with this. <laughs> I just want you guys to be aware. They didn't understand. They thought we could just go to a park. <laughs> Beat up grown-ups <laughs> in front of children at one of them celebration of his birth. <laughs> and then we could just go home and eat dinner and go to bed like a day well spent. <laughs> it's like This dude, is not an A-team episode. It's like you got it. Like, this isn't in the script there because this is real life. Yeah. All right. It's been a good talk, fellas. It has been a good talk. Hasn't been a four hour marathon like last time. No, it's, we're uh, about an hour and 40 in. You guys want to cut it off and watch some wrestling or we can keep I'm down for whatever. What time is it actually on the 20 till nine? Oh, we need to get some wrestling on that TV. All right. All right. Well, I need to see some Brock Lesnar. By the way, if you ever hear this, Paul Heyman, you are the greatest promo guy ever. I am Paul Heyman. Yeah. The, the fact, the advocate. Yeah. The fact that Paul Heyman comes out and now that they love Lesnar, 15,000 people. Just go right along with him when he says, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. And they go and they go with him word for word until he says, I am the advocate for the draining, defending, conquering WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Brock. Lesnar! Like the crowd does it, dude. You have them by the sack every He's time. He's always been that way. He's Most great. of the reasons they love love Brock now is because of Heyman. If Brock didn't have Paul, he wouldn't be nowhere near. My favorite though thing, I wish he would bring back just for shits and giggles, is to be Paulie dangerously and the phone, the phone, the giant cell Donald phone. baby. <laughs> Can they dig up Jim Cornette and he brings back this? Jim Cornette needs to come back. I love. Jim they Cornette. need to bring Jim Cornette back. We watched an old stop- one the other day, right? Uh, it was the Midnight Express. He was the greatest <laughs> fucking promo, and we were talking about he would do whatever to he make didn't sure care. get over. He, he lost care. to a woman. He lost to Baby Doll. <laughs> Remember that? He yep. fought her and he came out that he fell off that scaffold hot, in nineteen eighty three. Dude, dude. <laughs> I don't know how, like, like, I go back and watch that scaffolding match sometimes. I'm like, I don't know how you still walk. Beautiful Bobby Eaton didn't even fall off of that scaffold. Right. I don't know how they got that approved. It was you know 1983, I mean? Chuck. There were no rules. <laughs> you could rape a chick back then and nobody I cared. I don't know if you know or not. There were actually people that would walk around smoking cigarettes full of coal in nurseries <laughs> and no one said anything. 
There were smoking like, sections in the, the the mall. Was a smoking section. The mall had a smoking section. Yeah, you could section. walk around. Well, you could just walk around in the mall and smoke. Yeah, I remember that. Isn't that crazy? Like somebody needs to just do that. Like, see, film people's reactions while you walk through smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I went a couple weeks ago. I did a show out in Princeton. Me and uh, Lee Hale, and Jacob Hall. We have a three man team called the Tall Boys Comedy Tour. Uh, you know, we go different places around. We're trying to do every county in West Virginia. Which boy, some of them, some of them are going to be rough. Some, some, some of them are going to be rough, but we're going to try and do Fayette it. County. Where is there a play in Fayette? You can County? find some place that'll let you we can do go to Fayetteville. Yeah, we figure Fayetteville. Actually, been talking to a couple of the guys that own the bars and things like Pies and Pints and shit. I, get you, to, I could probably get you uh, Oak Hill at least. My buddy uh, Maloney owns Maloney's, and he owns the Maloney's in Somersville. We'd be, we'd be down for that. I've, I, I, I'm friends on Facebook with the guy who runs Secret Sandwich, and they've got an upstairs bar now. And so we're kind of trying to get them to let us do a show on like a Sunday night, yeah. just a free show. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, you know, you give me a free sandwich. I'll come in and fucking do it. I don't yeah. care. I'll come. They do have a hell of a sandwich. They do. Secret Sandwich is delicious. Yeah. Um, never had it. I live oh, five miles dude, from it, but I've never had it. It's great. Um, but we went and did a show in Princeton at a bar there, and they – like we're halfway through the show and Jacob's already gone. Lee's up and I look and I look like, is this the place where, uh, the, he's told the story about there the other night. Lee did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh um, God. They were not prepared. <laughs> yeah. But they weren't at all. Um, but we look around and half the people in the audience are smoking. And after the show, like I asked one of the guys in the crowd, I was like, don't they have a smoking band out here in Mercer County? And the guy w- legitimately looks at me, takes a puff off cigarette and goes, yeah, they do. The fuck they gonna do? Come here and tell us put them out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, actually, that's exactly what they do. They, <laughs> they show up, and if you're smoking, they tell you you owe the money now, and they tell you to put all your fucking cigarettes out. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna do it. All right, we're gonna end this, guys. Uh, this comes out on Thursday. So the day after that, I will be playing music at the world famous Blue Parrot. Uh, it's going to be me. Brain trauma is getting back together for one night only. One night only. The dinosaur burps, miniature giant, uh, and uh, somebody else. I don't remember who, but, uh, come see that. I think it's five dollars a person. It'll be, yeah, it'll be either five or seven. I, Ladies dress like a whore. Dress like a whore Sweet. and you get in for five or seven dollars. Men dress like is. a whore. Um, I'm going to be dressed as an asshole. Um, hey, I've got, if, if, uh, if I am able to make it out that night, I'm going to be dressed as Bray Wyatt. <laughs> you, so, yeah, you, you can rock that very easily. Um, uh, follow Andy Frampton on Twitter at Frandy underscore Ampton. Uh, follow Chuck to work. <laughs> sometimes he gets discouraged and needs encouragement. <laughs> yeah, just drop beside him. You can do it. One more country fried steak. Come on. <laughs> Fry that chicken. <laughs> Fry that chicken. <laughs> The world would be better if you could do regular things and get a wrestling audience to applaud you. It really would. Uh, this is I was going to do something. This is a little Perform bit Perform that abortion. <laughs> I've always said it would be really funny before we get out of here. You ever, you ever think it? You know how like... Uh, Don't forget to pull out. <laughs> yeah. the, the, here's, Good job, sir. Here's here's what, when they go through though, and like somebody messes up and wrestle, and the crowd will start chanting, "You fucked up." Yeah, you miss a spot. Yeah, I'd like to go to Sea World and wait for a dolphin to not make it through a hoop, and just have the whole crowd be like, "You fucked up! You, you fucked up! up. <laughs> you fucked up! <laughs> Fuck you, Shamu!" <laughs> 
okay. Smart as a human, my ass. <laughs> my grandmother could have gotten through that hoop, and she's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have had to throw her, but still. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, episode 27. Uh, we Thank love you. Thank you for having you. me here, by the way. No, no problem. That's We're awesome. going to watch some wrestling. Gonna, uh, I've said before, we do watch wrestling naked in this house. I have the oil. It's going to be great. I don't know why you think I still have pants on. <laughs> All right, we love you. I play for Cincinnati. (laughs) We love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it.